Hello, this is Nikdhav from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 7th of May. The number of coronavirus cases in India rose to 52,952 with 1,793 fatalities according to the figures from the Union Health Ministry this morning. Maharashtra and Tamil Nadu recorded a huge increase in the number of coronavirus cases. With 1,233 new cases, Maharashtra's tally has gone up to 16,758. Mumbai's tally alone crossed 10,000 with 769 new cases. The Home Minister of the State, Anil Deshmukh, said 487 policemen have tested positive for coronavirus in Maharashtra ever since the nationwide lockdown came into force. Tamil Nadu reported 771 new cases, taking the total tally to 4,829. Delhi too recorded its largest rise in the number of coronavirus cases. The capital recorded 428 new cases, taking its total to 5,532. Currently, the doubling rate of COVID-19 in Delhi is 11 days. Odisha also recorded the highest single-day spike in the number of cases after 20 people tested positive. The total number of cases in the state now stands at 205. A 31-year-old Delhi police constable, who was the first cop in the city to die from coronavirus, was allegedly denied admission by one hospital and treated and released by another despite showing COVID-19 symptoms and worsening health conditions. Amit Kumar, who was asymptomatic till he spiked a fever and developed breathing problems on Monday evening, was also initially refused help by a coronavirus treatment center in Delhi's Ashok Vihar. After that, he was rushed to the Ram Manohar Lohia Hospital in the early hours of Tuesday morning. The police officer died on the way to the hospital. Over 70 Delhi policemen have tested positive for the infectious virus so far, with nine having been treated and discharged. The Mizoram government quarantined over 150 people who returned to the state without informing the authorities. These people came back from Assam, Manipur, Meghalaya and Tripura. Talking of the Northeast, do read Bishwanath Sinha's piece on how self-governance, ownership at the village level and cooperation among ethnic groups has helped the Northeast region contain the spread of the disease so far. The report is titled, How Northeast India Has Kept COVID-19 in Check. Rajasthan has reported 38 new cases with two more deaths. The state now has 3,355 cases with 95 deaths. As COVID-19 cases continue to surge in Gujarat, the Ahmedabad Municipal Corporation on Wednesday decided to shut all shops except those selling milk and medicine till 15th of May. Gujarat reported 382 new coronavirus cases with 291 of them in Ahmedabad alone taking the total number of confirmed cases in the state to 6,625. In an order on Wednesday, Mukesh Kumar, the Municipal Commissioner of Ahmedabad, said all shops selling groceries will also be closed till 15th May. Gujarat's Director General of Police, Shivanand Jha, said that the centre has sent seven more companies of paramilitary forces to the state. Four companies of BSF along with one company of RAF will be deployed in Ahmedabad's containment areas. People queued up outside liquor shops in Tamil Nadu this morning after the state government granted permission to state-run alcohol shops to resume operations from today. DMK chief MK Stalin protested outside his residence in Chennai against the government's decision. 
The exemption, however, does not apply to containment zones in the state. Over 2 lakh bottles of liquor disappeared from a go-down in Haryana's Sonipat district. The state government set up a three-member special investigation team to probe into the incident. In Milhona district of Madhya Pradesh, as many as 950 bottles of country liquor kept in the strong room of a police station also went missing. Two policemen have been suspended. Nearly 15,000 Indians stranded overseas are expected to return on special Air India flights from 12 countries over a week, starting from Thursday. The government will operate 64 flights until May 13 and use three Navy ships as part of phase one of an evacuation plan named Bande Bharat Mission. Of the 64 flights, 15 will be to Kerala, 11 each to Delhi, Tamil Nadu, and 7 each to Maharashtra and Telangana. The rest will go to Gujarat, Punjab, Jammu and Kashmir, Karnataka, and Uttar Pradesh. Today, on day one, two flights will arrive from Kerala's Cochin and Kozikode Airport from Abu Dhabi and Dubai with approximately 200 passengers in each flight. Another flight will arrive in Delhi from Malaysia, one flight to Mumbai from Singapore, and another one to Ahmedabad. The Indian Navy, too, has launched Operation Samudra Setu to repatriate Indian citizens from overseas. Two naval ships are en route to the port of Mali to evacuate people from the 8th of May. The government has said that only those who test COVID negative will be allowed to travel. The MHA also stated that on reaching the destination, everyone will have to register on the Arogya Setu app. Everyone will be medically screened and after scrutiny, they will be quarantined for 14 days, either in a hospital or in an institutional quarantine on a payment basis by the concerned state government. A COVID-19 test will also be carried out after 14 days and further action will be taken according to health protocols. State governments, meanwhile, are being advised to make arrangements. Once completed, it may turn out to be the largest evacuation operation ever since the 1990 airlift of 1.7 lakh people from Kuwait. The Ministry of Tourism, meanwhile, has said that the process of repatriation of foreigners who were stranded in India is almost complete now. As per their estimates, around 30,000 international visitors stranded in various parts of the country have returned to their home countries by now through several rescue flights operating from key airports. However, sources said that there are many others who are still stranded in various parts of the country. Dear listeners, it is becoming increasingly difficult for journalists to report the truth in India. Many of you may be surprised to know that our country the one many think is close to becoming a developed nation, ranks 142nd out of 180 on the World Press Freedom Index. Do remember, there can be no true democracy without press freedom. If you think this is a false alarm, do read Ayush's list of Indian journalists booked, arrested and assaulted during the lockdown on our website, newslaundry.com. Uttar Pradesh alone has booked eight journalists. After three photojournalists from Kashmir recently won the Pulitzer, our columnist Kalpana Sharma sees some hope for media in the country. Do read her latest column for our broken news section titled Pulitzer Reminder to India's Media. Always tell the stories the powerful don't want told. And while you're at it, do check out the rest of our website. We've been consistently bringing you reports about coronavirus, media, and much more. I think now is a good time to remind you that we are able to bring you these reports that show you the complete picture because News Laundry is a completely ad-free news platform. And that in turn is because we believe 
that in this age of information and misinformation, news needs to be independent, sans any agenda, no advertisers or sponsors in the middle. And it can only happen if there is a direct relationship between us and you. So go to the website and hit that subscribe button on the top right corner. The lowest plan starts at 300 a month only. Now for some global updates on the virus. The total number of cases in the world has gone up to more than 3.75 million with 263,785 deaths according to the Johns Hopkins COVID-19 tracker. The United States continues to top the coronavirus charts with 1.26 million infections and more than 74,000 deaths. In terms of the death toll, it is followed by the UK, Italy, Spain and France. The United Nations has warned that the coronavirus pandemic could cause multiple famines. The comments came as the UN appealed for a further $4.7 billion in funding for its global humanitarian response plan. The Under Secretary General for Humanitarian Affairs, Mark Lowcock, said that worst effects of the crisis would be felt in the world's poorest countries. He said, and I quote, unless we take action now, we should be prepared for a significant rise in conflict hunger and poverty. The specter of multiple famines looms." Unquote. American President Donald Trump has again suggested that the US may need to accept the reality of more deaths in order to start reopening the economy as governments around the world continue to ease out of lockdown restrictions. After backtracking on earlier indications that he would wind up the White House coronavirus task force, Trump spelled out a potentially brutal approach to kickstarting the world's biggest economy. While speaking to his favorite Fox News whether Americans should expect more deaths, he said, and I quote, we have to be warriors. We can't keep our country closed down for years, unquote. Russia has recorded more than 11,000 new coronavirus cases, a record daily rise that raised the case total to more than 177,160. Russia's coronavirus task force said 88 people died overnight, bringing the death toll to 1,625. Moscow, the worst-hit area, also reported a record overnight case increase of about 6,703 new cases. The city's mayor said that the total number of cases was rising in Moscow because the amount of testing has been stepped up. Every one of the 400,000 protective gowns flown to the UK from Turkey have failed to conform to the country's health standards. The UK's Department for Health and Social Care confirmed on Wednesday that the items were being held in a facility near Heathrow Airport and that they are due to be flown back to Turkey. The DHSC intends to seek a refund. The shipment was first announced by UK ministers last month amid dire warnings of PPEs for health workers. Spain's daily death toll fell to 213 from 244 the day before. The total number of coronavirus deaths in the country rose to 26,070, and the number of confirmed cases has increased to 221,447. The Chief of Staff to German Chancellor Angela Merkel has said that the coronavirus pandemic will last for at least the rest of the year. While speaking on Deutschland Funk Radio, he said, and I quote, we are not living after the pandemic now. Rather, we are living in the middle of a pandemic, one that will be with us for a while, at least for this year. And that's being very optimistic." Unquote. 
Yesterday, Merkel announced steps to ease the coronavirus lockdown in Germany, but simultaneously launched an emergency break mechanism allowing for restrictions to be renewed if COVID-19 infections rise again. New Zealand has announced that it will take the decision of whether to ease restrictions to alert level 2 on Monday, 11th of May. Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern said in a statement, and I quote, every alert level to fight COVID-19 is its own battle. When you win one, it doesn't mean the war is over. In a nutshell, level two is a safer normal designed to get as many people back to work as possible and the economy back up and running in a safe way made possible only by our collective actions at levels four and three to beat the virus and break the chain of transmission. Strong public health measures such as physical distancing, good hygiene and contact tracing will be essential to make level two work, unquote. Level two restrictions would mean that businesses can restart for staff and customers, domestic travel will recommence, schools and early learning centers can open and gatherings both indoors and outdoors will be allowed but limited to 100 people. Brazil, one of the world's emerging coronavirus hotspots, is reporting a record number of cases and deaths with the health minister flagging the possibility of a strict lockdown in particularly hard hit areas. Official figures show more than 10,000 new confirmed cases of the novel coronavirus in the last 24 hours alone. There are 615 deaths so far. Health Minister Nelson Teich told reporters for the first time that an increasing number of local authorities may have to institute lockdowns as the coronavirus growth curve does not appear to be flattening. But he did not name any specific cities or states. Dyke's comments stand in stark contrast to the comments over the past two months from President Bolsonaro, who called the virus a little flu and criticized business shutdowns ordered by governors as more damaging to the country's economy than the virus itself. Now for some non-coronavirus news. A gas leak at a chemical factory in Andhra's Vishakapatnam has killed at least 11 people, including a child, and led to hundreds being taken to the hospital. Styrene gas leaked from the Korean-owned LG polymers plant during the early hours of Thursday morning when families in the surrounding villages were fast asleep. According to a local police officer, the leak was from two 5,000-ton tanks. Footage on TV channels showed people, including women and children, collapsed on the streets. Swarupa Rani, an assistant commissioner of police in Vizag, said 1,500 people had been evacuated, mostly from a neighboring village. BK Nayak, the district's hospital coordinator, said that at least 1,000 people had been sent to different hospitals and that it was feared that many others may be unconscious in their homes. Fire engines, the police and ambulances reached the area to control the situation. The National Disaster Response Force was also called in. There were varying reports on how many people were affected. Some reports said around 800 people were taken to hospitals, while a few others pegged it at 1,000. According to PTI, nearly 250 people are undergoing treatment, with 20 of them on ventilator support. Andhra Pradesh's Director General of Police, Gautam Sawang, said that the gas has been neutralized. He said that the leakage was an accident and that the factory had been following all protocols. He said an investigation is underway and forensic teams are at the spot. Workers were gearing up to reopen the plant when the gas began leaking. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow.
All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.